G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Andrea Simmons, who is an actor and uh, part of the Australian anti-ice campaign as well. We're going to hear a bit of her story today. Uh, but let's find out a bit of uh, her background as well. Where, whereabouts were you born and raised, Andrea? I was born in Brazil, um, but came to Australia when I was two. So I've been, I was raised in Melbourne, in Victoria. Uh, for most of my life and moved to the Gold Coast about 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Beautiful part of the world. And uh, I'd love to know a little bit about your early family life. Were you raised in like a religious household? or? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. No, um, being Brazilian-born, um, you know, a lot of spiritualism, um, you know, um, undercurrent. Um, and, yeah, no, we, you know, I knew there was a God, um, you know, and but we, he wasn't real. You know, mm. he wasn't real in my life and, um, you know, all my families, really. Mm, okay. And you uh, started your performing career at the age of seven singing mm. at live gigs. What was that like? No, <laughs> it was scary at first because Dad, um, Mum and Dad, I grew up in a band. They were in, uh, musicians and... Uh, uh, so I was, um, you know, played, sung at home with Dad um, at a very young age. And when I was seven, they, they did the, you know, this gig they were doing, and he called me up on stage, and I was crying, you know. But I, I loved it, you know. The, when I finished singing the first song, that was it. I, I, I got the bug, you know, and I just wanted to sing more and more. And <laughs> one thing led to another, and musical theatre very quickly became, um, you know, my, my passion and, and my life at that time, yeah. Mm. Oh, wonderful. And and you became a professional dancer in your early 20s. What kind of uh, dancing was that? That's right. Yeah, doing musical theatre, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of modern jazz and cabaret. Um, so, yeah, I, I used to do floor shows at family nights and, um, you know, some cabaret shows. And it was all part of, you know, you did that in musical theatre anyway. So, it was, you know, you might as well earn, earn a dollar and perform elsewhere as well between shows. Mm. Oh, wonderful! And tell us a bit about your uh, your faith journey. Was, was there a a moment of conversion for you, or did it kind of happen gradually? Or oh no, there was a huge moment of conversion. That um, you know, I was a bit um, you know, I didn't I didn't like most people didn't look at the signs and listen to you know be led into a, uh, into a church or you know to into the understanding of the reality of God. I actually um, went down a very dark um, valley, if you want to call that, um, where, you know, I almost lost my life. And um, I was introduced to the drug ice and um, by somebody that I trusted and I had known for a long time, um, 13 years. And 
um, I very quickly became consumed with um, with this drug, and it took over, you know, everything that I was or um, had been. You know, I, I did quite well in life. I thought, you know, I'd become a millionaire by the time I was 21. I raised two kids. I had the picture perfect life. Um, and I went through a separation and met this person that happened to introduce me to to this drug ice. Now I don't blame him; he had been introduced himself. But it was it's the underlying spirit um, that you know wanted to take my life because he knew what God had planned ahead. So I went down a very dark um, place for two years. I was you know weighing forty kilos. I was bleeding from my kidneys. Um, I was in a very dark, uh, homeless situation where there was no food, um, and it was very far from who I had, who I was. You know, I had become somebody else, um, and I had a near-death experience where I was given another drug called G, and um, I took that and stopped breathing. And I remember in the depths of that um, darkness, when I going out into the blackness, um, where I, I thought to myself, I am dying here. And uh, I, I said, if there is a God out there, please take my soul and forgive me for what I've been, where I've come, you know, what I've done in my to my life. And um, I woke up sometime later in another room, and um, four days later, I had uh, an encounter with God. That's the only way I, I put it, and because that's what it was, and, you know, people you talk about it being, oh, it was an epiphany. I go, no, it was an encounter with God. I was pretty sick, you know. Mm. I didn't look at the signs. Um, I was actually pinned down to the ground um, in an experience in a light, and, and God spoke to me, and I thought I was going crazy at that time and losing my mind, and um, he led me, um, you know, the voice speaking to me. I thought it was aliens. I, I thought all kinds of things, and I thought what well, had way too much drugs here, um, hallucinating, but the series of coincidences that, happened um, from that moment was just too much to go, you know, this is me in my own mind thinking things up, you know, things like manifesting, you know, um, the voice told me to book my flights back home. I was in Melbourne in, in, locked in a room in drug addiction um, and I had to come back to the Gold Coast, which was my home. And um, I didn't have any money. I was stealing food, you know. And I, um, the voice told me to book my flight. And I, it was $76 um, to come back. And I had $76 in my account that moment. And, you know, a series of things like that happened. Um, and wherever I walked, people were like, who are you? And I'm like, it's not me. It's him, you know. And I quickly, very quickly, supernaturally, um, you know, depended on, on this force that was helping me. And um, I was led, when I got back, um, led into a church uh, which um, I, where I had to learn who this force was and who he was that was helping me. So that was my encounter with the supernatural at that time. Wow, it's an amazing story of uh, really hitting rock bottom and then having an encounter with God. Um, what, what was your um, experience of, you know, Christianity like after that like did you join a church straight away how did that all happen I did well I went into this uh, I started to um, go into different churches because I um, uh, see what happened at the airport I actually uh, collapsed at the airport and lost my vision um, on the way leaving Melbourne to come back to the coast and um, and as I did that and I, a, a visual appeared in front of me and it was Jesus carrying the cross and um, it was you know, he was saying to me, I'm with you, you're carrying your cross. 
and you know I'll never leave you or forsake you and he you know but without talking and he was just looking at me and crying and carrying his cross and I, I'm like what has this got to do with me I don't understand you know I, I haven't got a religious bone in my body I don't you know nothing to do with me um, but this happened to me three times before I got on the plane that and um, you know I had to find out what this had to do with me and, and God um, speaking to me audibly um, he led me to a particular church and he said here you're going to find out who I am and and what this is all about and I just immersed myself um, I was you know there was supernatural things happening around me and I had to find out I'm curious you know who are you what are you, what's going on and, and to prove to myself that I wasn't crazy because <laughs> I thought I went insane you know um, my family thought I went insane. They all, um, you know, you're hearing voices and God's telling me to go here and do that. And, um, you know, everybody was like a bit shocked at what was going on. And um, But it was very real. So I immersed myself in a church, um, but there was no, to me, for six months, there was nobody there. It was just me and the word of God that was going through me like lightning bolts. And he was talking to me and um, he was showing me things and it was totally supernatural and um, six months later I kind of you know came to that there were other people there too and God had placed all these people in my life to help me um, on my journey in recovery because I couldn't think for myself you know for the first six, uh, 12 to 18 months somebody that's been on ice their brain's not working you know, and um, there is a whole spiritual element, you know, that um, in ice addiction, there's a spirit of witchcraft and, and you know, poverty and, and the spirits of lust. And there's so many um, spiritual attacks in that in that realm. And, and the, the more you travel in that realm, the deeper it pulls you in and tells you that you're not worthy and you're not good and that you can't get out of this one and that, that you know, you're going to end up dead. And um, But God, you know, but God, mm. you know, he showed me a different way. And he saved me from the mouth of death, and um, it was uh, it, until today. You know, it's a totally supernatural uh, experience that I have and um, walk I have with him. Um, it's not Christianity as I thought, here, yeah. because I believe you know people think Christianity. You know, it's this church between the walls, and you have to pray um, a certain way, and you have to do certain, behave certain ways. Well, God met me where I was at. You know, doing drugs, you know, um, stealing and lying and being everything that was contrary to who I am. And God came down and he met me where I was at and he loved me, you know, and he loved me back to life. Mm. And I love the fact that you have used your mess to become your message, so to speak. You're now heading up the Australian Anti-Ice Campaign. Tell us all about that. Well, that was, again, supernaturally birthed on my computer. Um, I started filming people because I have a film and a music background and theatre. And, you know, I started filming people that had had this light experience and that God spoke to them. And I put it on um, on a channel called Encounters with God. I had to expose the fact that God's really real. He was He's not this religious, you know, thing that everybody makes out to be. Um, he's amazing. And he helped me, you know. So I, I was meeting people that had this experience and... I filmed uh, the first, um, uh, I guess, reenactment of that, and I put it on this channel. But about um, when I finished it, I said, "God, um, I finished my first job here." I said, "Who's next?" And I supernaturally went into nothing for two hours. Um, I, it was like I passed out, but I didn't because when I came to again um, on my computer was a uh, 
a change.org petition with a vision of AAIC and a letter to the federal health minister and a big button saying on there saying action now. And so I pressed it and I, I went to sleep and the next day the federal health minister's best friend calls me and at that moment I realised God's doing something. I said, God, you're doing something and whatever it is, you've saved me for this and I'm yours, I belong to you, you know. And I said, let's go, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. And I just continue following him. And, um, you know, it's a total faith walk because he says, you know, go to the car park and go up those stairs and go to the second floor and walk into the hairdresser, and, you know. And, and the, everything has a purpose and, and, and a link and he wants to do something in people's lives, you know. So um, I just continued following him and... Well, today we, um, you know, we educate people like myself come out of addiction, um, out of rehab. Uh, we work with them and get them trained up and blue-carded to um, weave their personal testimony and their story um, of ice addiction and what hell that is into an evidence-based practice presentation where they can go into the schools and communities and unveil the enemy mm. and warn people about the dangers of ice, but we do more than that, Matt, because we actually um, put up our hand to meet with people that are in addiction and we help them come out of the dark and into the light because there's an anointing that God's put upon this ministry and uh, all of our heart all over Australia uh, for the same thing. And it's been amazing so, some of the doors that have opened for you. You've been able to share on the Today Show, on a Current Affair. Um, you've really been given a, a media platform uh, to share your story, but more importantly, to reach others and help them get off their addictions. That's right, Matt. Um, we have a show on uh, on our social media Facebook page um, every Thursday night um, at 7 o'clock, and it's called Let's Talk About Ice, and it's a live streaming uh, a testimony sharing um, show where we outreach to people um, by by sharing our journey um, and we can answer questions for family um, but most importantly people that are in addiction you know we're talking to them mm. we're here to help you um, you can actually come out too yeah and we can show you the way you know you don't need to be entrapped in hell and um, and it is a hell uh, and by sharing the powers in the testimony you know mm. it really is so we're very very blessed to be able to be working for the king of kings the lord of lords mm. that um is the creator of everything and he wishes that man should perish but all should have eternal life and have it more abundantly um and he's using this vehicle to um you know to bring people out of that dark into the light and to bring him to families that are hurting um, at this moment, they have loved ones in addiction. Yeah, and he's, he's calling upon the churches um, of this nation to unite, you know, to come together and, and stand against the forces of darkness in this land. Because if he lives in us, who are we if we don't? Mm. We have to stand against it and put a hand up and say, yes, I will be Jesus for somebody, you know. I want to help. I want to unite with other like-minded, you know, brethren, and, and allow God to work through us to to bring light. Because light, um, you know, darkness cannot live where light exists. Mm. But we have to come out of our churches, we have to come out of our homes, and we have to have a vehicle to get on um, to actually bring, you know, to, in unity to bring that force across. Absolutely. Well, it's inspirational to hear your story today. If people want to find out more, the website is australianantiicecampaign.org.au. Uh, you're also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, all the social medias. And uh, it's uh, inspirational to hear what God has been doing in your life. Let's pray that 
God opens many more doors for you to uh, help people get set free from their addictions and, you know, just uh, inspirational to hear your story today, Andrea. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Matt. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history. History Makers. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.